Hey, hello, how are you? This is a show for everyone else. Instead of going after top 1% of the world, we dedicate this podcast to celebrate the lives of the unsung heroes and self-made artists. Hey, podcast listeners, it's your host, Fei Wu, and welcome to Face World Podcast. Here's something new. I want to introduce you, the listeners, to a few new facts about podcasts. Um, actually, I'll talk about one of them at a time. First of all, did you know as of 2018, Apple Podcasts now features more than 500,000 active podcasts, including content in more than 100 languages? Pretty amazing. So welcome to a brand new episode. Today, I welcome Paige Brunton, who is in her early 20s. Oh my God, I found out about this during the recording. She runs the site called pagebrunton.com that helps people build their website using Squarespace. How did I find her? Easy. I use Squarespace all the time, including building my own website, faceworld.com, and numerous other client sites as part of Faceworld marketing offerings. Along the way, I found my tribe of mentors, and Paige is one of them. She writes beautifully, and her content is very high quality and to the point. As someone who's been working in digital marketing for over a decade, I am not shy to admit that Paige taught me a lot. So this episode is for you if you are looking to build a new site or upgrade the one that you have using a simple all-in-one solution with a 24-7 support such as Squarespace. By the way, I am not an affiliate of Squarespace. This is purely my takeaway working on so many projects. Secondly, if you're contemplating how you might be able to monetize your skills online, Paige and I dive really deep into the process. This is not a make money fast scheme sort of conversation. While we recorded the episode, Paige was enjoying herself and working super hard in Southeast Asia at the same time. Yup, she literally separated herself from the day-to-day -day life to focus on launching her first online course. Speaking of online course, Phase World is in the process of beta launch our very first online course in June 2018 called Reaching Billions, which is a course to help launch your show, your podcast in China. So if you or someone else you know um, are interested in learning more, please visit faceworld.com forward slash course to sign up and you'll be the first to know when the course comes out. Without further ado, please welcome Paige Brenton to the Face World podcast. What makes me so excited to be talking to people like yourself is that you know exactly how to launch a project or a product. You know how much work that goes into not just writing, even though it's a big part of it, but everything else that could go wrong. And uh, I think you really appreciate that process. It's very different than, you know, talking to people who have never done it before, but all they have ever done is sitting in meetings and criticize other people's work. Yeah. <laughs> I actually asked a question before we had some audio. Uh, you've been, you're very young and you have your own business. You're location independent, which is a, yeah. a trending 
topic on Facebook podcast. <laughs> so cool, people don't know how to do it. But give me, give us like maybe a shorter version of where you've yeah. been since college, perhaps. Yeah. So it actually all starts outside of college. So that's actually a good place to start. So I was doing a master's degree, not in website design or entrepreneurship or anything related to that. Um, My degree is completely unrelated. And then I had started a travel blog and really loved designing my website. I found Squarespace and I just thought it was so much fun to give my website a constant facelift. And so I was constantly redoing the thing, which is horrible for brand recognition. And so I decided to... um, Well, I would have liked to become a website designer, but I had absolutely no idea how to start or I had no experience really, like other than my own personal websites. So I was on a field trip with one of my classes for my degree and we had to go visit this nonprofit and talk to them about some of their major issues they were facing and then come up with some solutions for them. And one of their big problems was their website and they were super embarrassed to market themselves and to send people to their website and they just tried to avoid having people go to it, but they were just really struggling with marketing. They were sort of embarrassed. They didn't want to do anything marketing because they didn't know where to start or, sorry, didn't want to send anyone to their website. So I was like, oh, well, actually, I can help you with that. And so the first project that I did was for a nonprofit, and I did their site completely for free. And that's when I had, I guess, my first client project, the first thing to add to my portfolio. That's when you were still in college, this whole thing happened. Wow. Do you you remember what what time towards graduation or at the beginning of it? Yeah. So it was first year of my master's in, I think like May, April, May-ish. And then I still had like the second year to go. So the business was built, like the initial foundation, I guess you could say, um, started actually when I was still in school. And then it wasn't until I graduated, took a few months figuring out what to do with my life sort of petrified by the idea of going full-time and fully supporting myself. After graduation, my boyfriend is German, so I moved to Germany. That's why I'm in Germany. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I spent a few months just figuring out. I really wanted to take my business full-time, but I wasn't confident that it was maybe going to be possible for it to actually support me full-time. And just because of visa restrictions, I either had to get a job for someone else or I had to get a different visa and work for myself. And I didn't have the option to like fall back on one or the other and to fall back on oh, well, if it doesn't work, then I could just go like, go to the local bar and get a job. I wasn't able to do that. So it like had to fully support me if I decided to go full-time. So I decided to go full-time in January of last year. So I've been at it just like full-time a bit over a year, but the business has been around, I guess, for like three. Wow. What year did you graduate exactly? 20, what is it now? It's 2018, 2016. Wow. I, when I, I, I had no idea this is a lot of clarification for the timeline. So it's only yeah. been a year and a half, yeah, a basically. Year and a month. Uh, yeah, a year and a month. Full time. But three years, like, getting the foundation really, like, set and figuring out what I was even doing. <laughs> mm, so that's interesting. I had a not-so-similar experience, but I went to Northeastern in Boston. We're known for the co-op program. So by the time I graduated, I had all these things on my resume that many of my peers didn't. So that was my leg up. And it was important because I had a reverse visa problem because I was, I'm a Chinese citizen, so I couldn't really work uh, at a lot of jobs on campus. And yeah, and I couldn't really just grab a job after college, which is uh, really quite fascinating. Um, so you had the same thing, but in Germany, because you couldn't just work for anybody else, entrepreneurship is not only is yeah. the only option. 
Yeah. <laughs> I could have I could have gotten the visa that would have allowed me to work for someone else, but I had to choose. Like I had to choose myself or I had to choose working for someone else. So I like could have done either, but I had to make that decision. And so there was really no like safety net, I guess. And I think that's one of the ways that maybe it forces you to be successful because when things got really tough and I was like, I just want to go get a job, I like just had to keep going. (laughs) When Tell us about the tough times because that's such, so interesting. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are not, they're not afraid to talk about the Mm. downtime, the low, sort of the low point. Um, Do you remember what triggered it, what time it was and why and how you overcame that? Um, So the very first, I tried to go, full-time, like August, September, something like that. And mentally, I wasn't ready. So I went to go full-time. And then I just sat inside every single day, just felt like I needed to be working. It was just, oh my God, I need to be working. I just felt like I was on this, on, on this hamster wheel. It was so stressful. And I just was doubting myself the entire time. Like, what if I don't make any money? And what if no one hires me? And where am I going to get my next client from? And I was just having a little mental freak out for like two weeks straight and then just couldn't do it. And so then actually like then retried again in that January. Um, And that time I was like, I need to get my mindset in line because that was the thing that was destroying me was just like the mental struggle. And also just the fact that I never left the house. So I would like Went, joined a co-working space, got myself out of the house every single day, actually got dressed and got mm-hmm. decently for the day. <laughs> and I focused so much on like every single morning. I wrote out what my goals were. I wrote out what I was thankful for. I like noticed the things that were going well and that I was appreciative in my life. I read all the like development books. Um, I absolutely suggest them to other entrepreneurs. Um, on my website, there's a tools page. And so I have a list of books which I've read, which helped so much in that time. Um, So yeah, just really working on myself and keeping my mindset positive was vital to me actually being able to like stay full time. (laughs) Wow. So you didn't quite feel the ground underneath you until we're talking about maybe just a year ago when things start to kind of fall into place, when you start to feel comfortable, sort of feel like you know what you were doing. Yeah, just it wasn't even I knew what I was doing and I knew what my business was, but I just wasn't able to like stay in a pot. I don't know. I was just too busy having a mental freak out to actually like be productive, maybe. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's I think we all freak out. We're all sometimes our our own worst enemies and we think about things that nobody else really think about or care about. For you, what are some of the measures of you kind of either doubting yourself or think that, okay, I may be on the right path. Like what are some of the things that you think about? So previously, the things that I would think about was if I launched something, no one would be interested. If I sent out an email to my email list, I would get no responses or no interaction or no one would take action on what I wanted people to do. Just looking the comparison game of looking at other entrepreneurs and being like, oh, they have it so together and they are doing so well and everything. And so I had to remind myself that like, it's probably not as perfect as everyone's making it out to be. So yeah, having to stop myself from comparing myself to other people was definitely a major thing. And one of the things which I found the most helpful, this is funny, sometimes you'll compare yourself, 
you'll compare like my one year to someone's six years. And then I feel terrible about myself. And it's like, no, but they're six years ahead of me. Like, how could I even possibly dream of being there? That's so unrealistic. And so I would go, if there was someone who I was comparing myself to, I'd go to, I think it's like Wayback Machine. If you Google it, you can see their website from what it was back in the day. If you search like Marie's Forleo's website from like 10 years ago, it's horrible. And I mean, she's amazing, but we all have to start somewhere. And so I think that's um, a major, major thing. That Wayback Machine is highly recommended. Not only I use it to kind of retrieve some of the information that it's just simply gone, but like you said, I never thought about using it as almost like a psychological measurement and tool because I did go back to Tim Ferriss' um, website from even just, I mean, not that many years ago, like three to five years ago, and it looked like a basic HTML website that anybody without experience could build. So that's that's super smart. Yeah, so you mentioned that, you know, now you live in Bali, before you lived in Germany. Everything you do comes across as being very clear and very straightforward. And the reason is when I saw your writing and your approach, it just instantly resonated with me, but not in the sense of a Fortune 100 type of spiel, mm-hmm. and, but it's in a very organic some parts of it is, is feminine and it's just very approachable. Um, very, There's a lot of empathy in your writing. So that was um, what I really liked the most about your work. But how do you go about, if you go to a bar or somewhere right now, how do you go about introducing yourself? Like, Paige, what is, oh, what is that you do? I hate doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, asks. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> so what I'm doing is slightly changing. So because I've also been creating content that most people wouldn't understand the term content creator and just think that's not, I don't know. Oh, that's totally native to me. Yeah. So I don't really say that to like other non-entrepreneur people because they probably would have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, So yeah, I would say I'm a Squarespace website designer. Also, if they know what I'm even talking about, I'll say I'm a content creator. I will soon be an online educator. I'm coming out with a course. I'm building it currently. So that's fun. (laughs) So let's talk about being an online educator because I sort of see that coming through your work uh, loudly and clearly. So tell me more about what you're doing there. Yeah. So I, for the past year, decided that the way I was going to market my business was going to be to blog consistently. And so I've done so. I've blogged two days a week for the past year and a bit. So that's been fabulous in helping my Google rank and also just to attract an audience um, and then grow an email list. So that, uh, I can't tell you how happy I am that I did that. Um, Yeah, so I built the blog and then now I found a new problem. So many people are reading it. So many people are asking me questions. I don't have enough time for all the booking inquiries that I'm getting to actually, as one person, do them all. So then, of course, I need to decide, do I want to become an agency? Do I want to be bringing on other designers and managing people? Or do I want to just raise pricing? Or do I just want to choose the clients which I feel like I'm the best fit for? Or do I want to do something which is like a one-to-many situation? Because up until now, I've only been doing one-on-one services. And I definitely want to get into doing one-to-many so I can actually serve these people properly who are reading the blog and all my email list and everything now. That's where I'm going. Um, Instead of going like agency style, um, I'm going to start creating products that I can um, create them once and then be serving many people um, down the line. Hi, 
Hi there, this is Fei Wu, and you're listening to the Face World podcast. Today on the show, I'm joined by Paige Brenton, a Squarespace web designer helping girls just like her build clean and modern websites. At the same time, she helps them take their businesses to the next level of success. You know, I honestly don't even remember the first article I, I read from your website. And um, your website left me with such a, like a refreshing, thoughtful impression. Um, so I wonder, you know, when you look back to the first few blog posts you, you wrote in terms of the content, your own confidence, the value you're providing, like tell me maybe today as a fairly seasoned and successful blogger, what do you, how do you approach your article like to be written this week or next week? Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of actually making sure that I get the content out on time, uh, (laughs) I make sure that I'm always writing my blog posts in advance. So I generally, my goal is to always have three scheduled and ready to go. So I plan my content calendar. I generally plan out a month at a time and then set those dates in my Asana. And then just as the day comes, um, it's on my to-do list for the day. And then I start writing out my blog post process for that. It depends on the blog post. So I guess um, sometimes like I'm giving informational blog posts or like how I do things, super easy to write. I mean, they can just come out so quickly and easily. If I'm doing things like I need to be creating tutorials or tech things or taking screenshots of a certain process, then that's obviously a little bit different. But yeah, the major thing which I do to make sure that my content is going out um, professionally and consistently is to do the things in advance and just have them scheduled, especially because if you're traveling often, as I do, then it needs to be done in advance because there's no way otherwise that I would be able to stay consistent. Like, How much uh, in advance do you usually do them? A few days, a few yeah, weeks? Um, a week and a half. So I post every Tuesday and Thursday. I write every Tuesday and Thursday, but I generally always have three in there. It's been useful to always have three. So yeah, I write them a week and a half in advance. So you must have a list. What app do you use to kind of um, keep track of the topics? And Yeah, I used to use a physical planner and realized that I should stop being such an old person and like get on something more advanced, I don't know, modern. So I started using Asana this past year and I love it. It's so great. You can do all the things in there. So I have a project, which is blog post ideas. So as I get an idea, I just write them in. And then um, for the content calendar, I have another project and that is just like blog editorial calendar. And then I just set that up calendar view and I will place the ideas from the blog post ideas onto that content calendar. So, yeah. So my follow-up is, so so what are some of the questions people do ask you coming out of these blog posts that you put in so much of your heart and soul into? And what is this course about? Like who, people yeah. listening, maybe your audience right now. So... My course is going to be focused. So I'm a Squarespace website designer. My course is going to be how to create a Squarespace website specifically for creative entrepreneurs. Not just creating the website though, but actually how do we get this thing to convert the people who are on your website into your clients and subscribers. That's what I personally think is like super important is subscribers and clients. Followers are great, but I don't focus so much on them. They don't tend to move the needle as much, I found. So specifically for creative entrepreneurs, um, the ones who are either just getting started in business, maybe they've had a website before and they just don't love it. So we're going into all the things of like how to use Squarespace, all the design best practices and everything. But we're also really placing a huge focus on making sure your website actually works for you and is 
being your best marketing employee that you don't pay, but that's working for you 24-7. Because yeah, they'll avoid sending people to their website and would rather just talk to them in person. I'm like, no, that's that's so you could serve so again, like just like I'm having issues of I can only serve so many people. Same thing. You can only serve so many people. If you can make your website truly reflect your business like perfectly that you're not embarrassed to send people to it and that it's actually conveying your message and giving all the important details about working with you, it can suddenly be doing this massive job for you and it's going to make your life so much easier. So that's what the course is about. There are a lot of misconceptions about how to actually convert people to becoming leads and then leads become actual clients and, and clients become returning clients. What are some of the things that you've learned you feel like, what are more straightforward versus what's more counterintuitive? Yeah. So one of the major things is people sort of start before, like at a stage a few steps down the line of what they should be. Um, So the most important thing to do to actually get your website to convert people is to know exactly who you are talking to. So you really need to know your ideal client backwards and forwards, like become them and then create this website, every single aspect of it, so that it appeals to them and also just creating your services in a way that they are the perfect option, that it makes no sense to go with anyone else. So truly, even before you actually get to like the build of the website, knowing who you're talking to, set your copy, your photos, your content, everything is perfect for that person. So they land on it and go, oh, this is exactly exactly what I needed. Like there's, it makes no sense to go with anyone else. Do you think your clients, and I've seen a lot of your case studies, and I try to envision, imagine a lot of them are women, a lot of them are young, but, and so I think it's a really interesting question and observation because Tim Ferriss said one trick is to look through your own credit card statement and see how much money, you know, what you spend $5 on, $100 on, and et cetera, and the best, easiest way is to attract people who are more or less like you. This doesn't mean that you can't have other personas. Like, I look at my clients, not everybody is quite like me. Some are drastically different. So how do you go, what's your, you, you write about the avatar, the persona. What What is that for the page studio? Yeah, so I took a long time to figure this one out. When I first started, when I was part-time and still in my degree, I had no idea that this was remotely important. And yeah, it was only until I, I took B-School. B-School drove home the importance of how how vital this is to do. Um, and so I went through that ideal client avatar exercise in B-School three times because I I wrote it and then I started making decisions based off like website and copy and stuff and then realized that I didn't really have the person nailed down as I thought I did. Um, so yeah, it walked through the ideal client. So my ideal client now, so it's a creative female entrepreneur. I don't love just personally working on like super corporate websites. So um, some more like boutique, small feminine websites um, is just personally the design style and creative work that I like to work on. So it's generally, yeah, female creative entrepreneurs. Specifically, I like working with people who run online businesses just because I'm able to provide, I feel like hopefully, um, a lot of good information um, and just like my own experience in running an online business. So I have done websites for brick and mortar shops and everything, but I feel like I can get a really amazing connection with the women who are pretty similar to me. Um, So that's the people I really especially love working with. Wow. So uh, what did you like most about working with these uh, women? And what I guess in a way from a 
logistical or process uh, point of view? Like, what did you struggle with? Um, well, I do. The reason I love working with them is just when you meet someone who does what you do and sort of speaks your language, you just can have such amazing conversations. So it's not just purely business. Like, it's not just we're going to choose this template. We're going to blah blah blah. Um, we get to really sort of build a relationship in that time, and I think that is just. Such pleasure, especially because I don't have any coworkers. <laughs> like my clients are the people who I get to chat with and hang out with. Um, so it's really nice to be able to have these people who I really connect with, um, and we really get each other. And then, so clients specifically, I do things pretty differently than other web designers. I only take on one at a time, so that makes my life super simple, and it also enables me to like truly dedicate to this person. When their email lands in my inbox, that's my top priority. So I don't need to be splitting my time in my mind between like all these different clients at the same time. Then when it comes to actually like how many emails do they send me down the line after a project's finished, I actually do super glad and I would definitely suggest this for any other web designers. I do a video screen shared call with them um, on the last day of our design period. And we go through their website, the back end of their website. I basically give them a tour of it and I give them a tailored Squarespace lesson. So the benefit of that is that, say they're going to be blogging, I cover the blogging platform in depth. They're not going to be blogging, I don't even worry about it. Whatever they specifically need and anything that's different to their template, that's what I'm teaching them. And I can tailor it to their just like tech ability as well. Um, and so because I do that, I make them fully confident to be able to actually update and edit the thing over time. So in terms of questions that I'm getting from clients of how do I do this or can you update this, it's so minimal. It's like one or two a year on average from a client. Hi there, this is Fei Wu and you're listening to the Face World podcast. Today on the show, Paige Brenton a Squarespace web designer helping the girls just like her and take their business to the next level of success with a clean and modern website. So we're talking about attracting through having your own uh, brand avatar. And, uh, you know, how actually, how did you convert some of these clients? What is the process like? Where were they before they became your clients? Mm -hmm. Now, people tend to find me through Google. So they search some sort of Squarespace help thing. So just an example, um, I had a client, uh, her name is Amy. She she was possibly going to build her website herself, I think. And so she was searching for which Squarespace template to use. She came across one of my blog posts, which is a Squarespace template comparison chart. And then I think she probably ended up down the rabbit hole of all the other blog posts, downloaded an opt-in gift, thought, this girl clearly knows what she's doing. I'm just going to hire her to do it for me. Got in touch through the inquiry form on my website. And then I took her on as a project. And so that's generally how it happens now is people were searching for some sort of information. I just had another inquiry the other day from super cool vacation destination in New Zealand, which is awesome. And same thing, he had gone to some of my masterclasses or found the replays on YouTube um, of sort of a 
four-part series of building your Squarespace site. So he had used that just for like a personal project. And then he, I guess, um, is a manager of this vacation vacation destination. And so then he got in touch. So I remember looking at your site, this may be six, seven months ago. And um, I was just thinking as you're talking through the... Um, People's favorite question is the tiers of your uh, product offerings and such. And I remember that page may have been updated uh, by now. Is uh, you had different things going on. You had a people can schedule a phone call. I know that's very time consuming. And you also have let me do everything. I do remember there's in between one as well. Ah, um, uh, okay. It's changed now. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to change this unfortunately. I did have some options where I was doing like small tweaks on people's websites. I found that it wasn't making sense time-wise for me. Um, So I've had to do just, especially with building this course. So my goal is now instead of offering these like smaller individual services, I really need to, that's not realistic time-wise for me anymore. So I need to be able to offer sort of like a one-to-many thing, therefore the course. And so right now it's just, I'm available for full two-week websites. So I take on one client at a time and build their whole website in two weeks. So right now it's just two-week websites. And then in the future, um, the other option will be the course. Um, And then I have some other product ideas down the line as well. So I did previously do smaller things for people, but unfortunately I'm not, I'm not able to anymore. No, I think that's very wise. Uh, that that takes a lot of maturity to to uh, to realize that and to make uh, changes in your work life. Starting, in, I mean, it's interesting to have the conversation now at the relatively beginning of 2018. Uh, what are some of your goals? You mentioned that you didn't write them down. Is yeah. are you thinking about a mix of perhaps these full two week web design clients as well as online courses, or are you going to drop? some of these individual? Yeah. So I do really enjoy getting to work one-on-one with clients. Again, even just for that social aspect of the fact that I don't have any coworkers. And so it's wonderful to be able to like really interact with people. And in the course, the will, I'm building in interaction, like live Q&A calls. One, because I think it's important for the students. And two, I do really enjoy getting to actually like hang out and chat with people. So going forward, goals for 2018, grow the email list, continue growing the blog. The things that are working, I'm just continuing with. Definitely have increased income goals. I won't share specifically the number for that one. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, I also really want to do things like a lot of people are interested in how I run my business, just like the tools and system and organization. Because when you're building your own business, you don't have a clue where to start with the organization of everything. There's a lot of tools and resources that I use. And so when talking to my clients, they'll say, oh, which email list, what's the best and appointment scheduler and all these things. And I have so many recommendations. So I definitely like to be making full use of that by getting better at affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing will also be um, a focus next year as well. Wow. This is super fun. And they're clearly that you've gone through so much of it. And it's interesting whenever you try something new or when you write a blog post, just the type of feedback that you're gathering and makes you so much smarter because your readers and clients are thinking about things, honestly, like neither one of us is probably thinking about. And for for you to problem solve and triage and work around it and hack it, you just become infinitely better at, at what you do. So... I definitely want to focus on the last uh, five minutes, 10 minutes or so on the courses. And I realized that I've seen you on YouTube. How long have you been playing and kind of recording videos on YouTube and promoting yourself that way? Not that long. YouTube is, it's one of those things everyone knows we've been doing anything online for any amount of time, that video is the future and we need to get on it. And so, yeah, yeah. but it is a lot of work to 
create content, like video content. Oh my God. Just even the fact that when I go to write a blog post, I can do it from bed looking terrible. If I need to create a video, I need to actually like get dressed, have decent lighting. And like so just a lot more effort. So one of the things which I decided last year that I wanted to do before the end of the year was I wanted to get familiar with hosting webinars, just sort of like dip my toes in and just sort of get familiar with doing it. Because I know I had an idea that I was maybe going to be launching a course. And I, of course, webinars are a big part of a launch. So I didn't want my first webinar to be one, where I'm selling something, and two, just, I don't know, yeah, one, where I'm selling something I've never even done a webinar before. So I wanted to really, like, one, just find another way to provide value, and two, just sort of, like, get my toes wet with that. So last year, I created a four-part webinar series, which is now up on YouTube. And then I had created just for blog posts that really did need a video aspect, like it was easier to explain something by video, I had created sort of, like, screen-shared videos. So it was only in the past, yeah, this past year, Um, that I actually even got started. Video is definitely one of those things which I hope to be focusing on in 2018 because I know that people... I mean, it's just easier to learn certain things depending on what the topic is. um, Easier to learn over video, so... Wow. Um, cool. So in terms of the format for the course, I first of all, when is it launching approximately? Is it launching this year? Or? It's going to be in the month of March. Um, so. And uh, have you figured out like all the details yet, the format of the, you know, the types of video you're uh, going to touch on, the categories and maybe even pricing too? Definitely. Yep. So what I did was, um, it's my first time creating a course and I wanted to absolutely make sure that it was providing the best value um, and doing all the things correct because it was really a new area for me and I wanted to do it right the first time instead of creating this thing, realizing I should have done it a different way and then having to completely recreate all the content again, like the next launch. I didn't want to do that. So I hired or joined um, an accelerator program with Mariah Cause from Femtepreneur. So she has been taking us through sort of like every single week, these stages of preparing your course, which has been super helpful. And then so yeah, I've defined all my modules, I've defined all the lessons and the bonuses, created my sales page, funny she actually has you create the sales page before you create the course, which is actually pretty useful, I've found now that I've done it. Sort of positioned it in the market um, of how it's different from the other couple, not that many Squarespace courses out there. There is a few, um, but sort of positioned it differently from those. Cool. Uh, and then people always say that there are different tiers of services, but is this kind of an intro course, meaning is it relatively affordable or do you have, is it you know just the course itself or do you have a lot of like a VIP package and so, such? I'm considering doing like mini courses in the future on like small specific topics, like say SEO for your Squarespace website. This one is going like beginning to end, everything. So this, I guess, is a larger, more comprehensive course. So the price will reflect that. It's going to take a like time investment on the people, the students who are taking it, definitely. But it's going to lead to a website that you're going to be fully confident in. So mm-hmm. how long have you been working on this? I, it sounds like it's been a while. Um, I had the idea last year, sort of like in my mind, it was being created um, last year. And then I've actually fully blocked myself out from beginning of January until the end of March to build and create this thing. So I'm spending three months of my life on this. Oh, wow. Um, That's so cool. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Paige. It's such a pleasure for you to join me this way. And I so look forward to all these things and awesome. so yeah, more excuses really to go. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have been here. So thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome, Paige. Um... Hi there, it's me again. 
I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I hope you were able to learn a few things. If you enjoy what you heard, it will be hugely helpful if you could subscribe to the Face World podcast. It literally takes seconds. If you're on your mobile phone, just search for Face World podcast in the podcast app on iPhone or an Android app such as Podcast Addict, and click subscribe. All new episodes will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks so much for your support. Thank、you